Yes, welcome to the Totally Random Show. I am your host, Dean. Wait for it. Lentini. Today on the show, I'll be giving my theory on what will happen in Man of Steel 2, a.k.a. Batman vs. Superman. I'll also give you the news and some thoughts on the fantastic forecasting, some more Guardians of the Galaxy news, and I'll talk some TV with a couple announcements, including NBC's Constantine. They might have found their devious guy, and does it even have a chance? We'll talk about that. So let's do this! Alright, today we'll start off in movies. And we'll start with the big casting news that came out on Thursday. And that was that Fox has found their Fantastic Four. Echo Base, this is Rogue Two. I found them. Repeat, I found them. Alright, we have Miles Teller as Mr. Fantastic or Reed Richards. Uh, Michael B. Johnson will be playing the Human Torch, otherwise known as Johnny Storm. And Kate Mara will be playing the Invisible Woman, or Sue Storm. And lastly, Jamie Bell will be playing the Thing, Ben Grimm. So there's been a lot of controversy over these decisions, like there has been in most of the comic book castings as of late. A lot of those casting decisions are blown out of proportion. Like when Ben Affleck got the role of Batman, that was blown way out of proportion. He's a good actor. He'll do well. But there have been some casting decisions that have been a little out there, and this is one of them. They are going with a very young cast. All of these guys are ridiculously young. A lot of people have been saying that these are the Fantastic Four babies. And while that's true, they are very young If you look at these castings and you look at each one of these individuals, each one of these actors, there's a lot of talent here. Miles Teller has been blowing it up. He's just been really good in pretty much everything lately. Michael B. Jordan uh, should have gotten an Oscar nomination this past year, but he didn't. Uh, he's, He's amazing. Kate Mara, I've loved her ever since Jack and Bobby on the WB. And then Jamie Bell has been killing it for the last couple years. He did a great job in Tintin, and we'll get to that. But all four of these actors are amazing actors, and they are all doing very well. And if you're going to be building a franchise around four young actors, I don't think that any of these picks are wrong picks for that. But there are a couple things other than just the age that are a little bit off-putting. It's off of the pudding. Off of the pudding. I can't do a Bill Cosby impersonation. I really can't. But there are a couple things to take note of. All right, first thing. Michael B. Jordan, he's black. That's awesome. I'm really happy about that. Uh, I think that they need to start doing some of these decisions. Uh, Back in the 50s and 60s, when a lot of these characters, specifically for Marvel, were created, obviously things were different. If you look at all of these characters, most of them are white. We're living in a different time. And we need more black heroes. Uh, You know, Luke Cage can't do everything. So I'm really happy about this decision. The one thing that I don't like then, if you're going to have Michael B. Jordan play Johnny Storm, then whoever plays Sue Storm should be black as well. Wouldn't that make sense? They're supposed to be brother and sister. Now, I know they're probably going to do something like adoption or... 
I hope they don't do it, but maybe they're cousins or something. I don't like that. If you're going to make that decision, then go all the way. Uh, now, I'm not saying, like, I, I like Kate Mara. I think she'll do an awesome job. It'll be so much better than Jessica Alba. But I think that she should have been a black actress as well so that they could be brother and sister. I hope that they keep that. Uh, because most of the time, it doesn't matter as far as the character goes to change the ethnicity of that character. But things like relationships, who they have around them, specifically in this Fantastic Four, half of them are related. And if they don't have that sibling connection, uh, that will take away a lot from this team and a lot from this movie, a lot from the story. So I'm not sure what they're going to do with that. I hope that they keep it brother and sister, maybe an adoption thing. But that was a little, uh, when I saw this casting, I was like, what? Another thing is that age thing with Miles Teller. When I think of Reed Richards, I think of one of the smartest individuals on the planet in the Marvel Universe. With that comes age. And this is very similar to the Lex Luthor casting. But I don't see that when I look at a 25-year-old guy. I don't see this amazing intellect that he's already, you know, one of the world's smartest people. And, you know, usually there's that streak of white in the hair. And I know that's just a an appearance thing it's kind of a surfacey kind of thing but i do think that's important to the character but i am that comic book nerd so i'm gonna i'm gonna be like oh that's not like the comics and oh that's not like the comics uh but anyways uh jamie bell all right uh he's done really well he did uh tin tin great job with that i love that movie and of course he was in jumper and he's been in tons of other stuff that i haven't seen but he, he's awesome, but we're talking about the thing, and we're talking about this little, little skinny man, uh, and from that casting, I have deduced <laughs> that there will not be a costume for the thing, like there was with Michael Chiklis in the first two, those horrible movies, uh, they had a costume that he wore, this will obviously be CGI, which I'm happy about. But at the same time, Jamie Bell's voice isn't even suited for this character. I just can't hear it's clobbering time from Tintin. But I don't know. We'll see. All four of these actors, like I said, are brilliant actors, uh, great young talent. So, you know, they obviously have a plan going forward. I'm not sure what that plan is, but we'll see. Now, one thing that people have been talking about for another casting decision in this movie and in this franchise is that Dr. Doom will be in it. And of course he's going to be in it. It's a Fantastic Four franchise. But what they're saying is that Dr. Doom is going to be played by a woman. That is messed up. You cannot just change the gender of a character. I'm sorry, that, that changes the entire character. Dr. Doom is supposed to be the king of Latveria. He is he's in charge. He is ruler. He is dominant. He is one of the biggest threats in all of the Marvel Universe. And to change him into a woman will detract from that. I'm sorry, it will. I'm not trying to be sexist, but when you change a male figure to a female figure, right off the bat, you change so much about his personality. There is a difference emotionally between a man and a woman. I really hope that they keep Dr. Doom as a man. I feel like it's so weird 
but they're they're actually thinking that that's crazy you know all right have this young cast that's fine get a young dr doom i'm fine but keep him a dude dang it all right let's go to the guardians of the galaxy last episode we talked about the trailer and it was awesome there were so many good things to take from it but one thing that was noticed in those two minutes and 20 some odd seconds was that rocket raccoon and groot didn't have any lines they didn't say anything all we heard was a spit from rocket but nothing else and so people started talking about that right off the bat and i think james gunn and marvel heard that and so on thursday they released a couple uh a couple 30 second videos of introducing uh these characters you know kind of like meet star lord meet rocket meet Groot, meet gamora meet drax and just 30 second clips with the actors and just asking them, you know, some things that they found interesting about the character. There were two things that I got from those. The first thing, Rocket. They showed a little bit of Bradley Cooper's voice while Rocket was on screen. And it looked pretty good. It was a little still. Like I said last episode, uh, whenever we see that, it's going to be a little bit weird to see, you know, what looks exactly like a raccoon talking but it was less weird than i thought it was going to be uh, so that was pretty cool but then also what i found awesome was drax uh, batista from wwe he he's playing him and uh you could tell that this guy is so passionate about this character and that's why marvel said that they gave it to him uh, even though he's not an experienced actor really uh, but they gave it to him because he cared about the character. And you could see that in his video. So you guys should go and check those out. They're pretty cool. And speaking of cool, didn't you know that everything is cool when you're part of the team? In our first episode, we did a review of the Lego movie. And now, you know, just really a week and a half later, uh, the Lego movie 2 has already been announced for May 26th, uh, 2017. So it's obviously doing well. Uh, last time I checked, it was at 220 million worldwide, and there's still a lot of markets that need to be open for it. Uh, so it'll it'll keep on raking in the dough. It's gonna it's estimated that it's going to make 33 million in its third weekend, and just kill uh, Pompeii. It is doing amazing. So they've already gotten this announcement out that they want to do another one. It'll be coming out here in three years which is actually a little bit shorter than i thought like we talked about in the review uh, it took a long time for this movie to get made but now with all the success that they've had they're going to push this one through because they know lots and lots of money our last bit of movie news before we get into my theory for man of steel is that robert kirkman uh, who most people will know as the creator and the executive producer and slash writer and you know he just has so many hats but uh, he's the guy for walking dead he is going to be producing uh, a new sci-fi thriller a low budget movie called air starring norman reedus and jaman hansu the story is said to be uh, set in an underground cryogenic facility after nuclear fallout renders the atmosphere unbreathable and it's this thriller, uh, basically, in the tunnels. Now, I love The Walking Dead. Heather and I, we watch it all the time. 
And one of these episodes, we'll, we'll get into The Walking Dead, uh, the TV show. I don't read the comics because the comics are pretty filthy, but I hear it's a good story. And obviously that shows in the TV show, but we, we love the TV show. And one of the things that we love is not knowing what's going to happen to any of the characters because everyone is at risk all the time and they're constantly going into dark, scary places. And it's just so intense and it's just so fun. Uh, to be scared like that and it seems like we're going to have a full-length movie of that uh, that kind of thriller which i'm super excited about so this looks pretty good uh, with norman reedus uh, i love his acting in the walking dead hopefully he can take that talent that he's honed on that show and start to share it outside of that show uh, sometimes it's really hard when you're one character for so long and everyone loves you as this one character to branch out from that so it'll be interesting to see Redis try to do that and hopefully he can succeed I'm really rooting for him and I'm rooting for this movie no word on when it will be coming out yet but uh, just the fact that it is in production is awesome all right so that's all the news now I want to talk about what I think will happen in the Man of Steel sequel uh, I don't know if it's going to be Man of Steel 2 or if it's going to be Batman vs Superman that seems weird but that's what everyone is saying but this is what I think will happen uh, now right off the bat I loved Man of Steel uh, in fact I just watched it today after listening to Hans Zimmer's amazing soundtrack I was listening to the song and I was thinking oh man I love this movie I'm gonna go home and watch it so I loved it I know a lot of other people didn't, but I loved it. And I'm hoping that all of that violence that everyone hated at the end, uh, well, at the last third of the movie, pretty much, as Metropolis is just getting demolished by these two gods essentially fighting, I hope that it had a point. And so that is my first thing with, with the Man of Steel sequel. I think that they will start off with videos of footage from that fight. They'll show demolished buildings. They'll show uh, just how much destruction that was brought in Metropolis. When I'm thinking, this footage will then turn into a TV and it'll be like the third to all the way from three to five year anniversary of that event. And then we'll see some kind of press conference where... Lex Luthor, Jesse Eisenberg, who I'm not happy will be playing that, but um, hopefully he does a good job. But Lex Luthor will be giving this uh, press conference saying that, you know, we're going to rebuild this great city and talking about how you know, mankind's resolve has never been stronger because that's really what Lex Luthor is all about. He is the ideal man and he doesn't think this alien is needed. He doesn't see Superman as a friend. He sees him as a potential threat and something uh, really like a crutch that humanity is using. And he, and he thinks humanity is better than that. That's what he's like in the comics. And I'm hoping that that's what he will be like in this movie. But anyways, he'll be saying that, you know, we're going to rebuild this place along with the help of, wait for it, Bruce Wayne. I think he'll be at that press conference. Ben Affleck will shake his hand and they'll say that they're working together to rebuild this amazing city. And then somewhere along the line, early on in the movie, we'll see Clark Kent. 
not Superman. I think they're going to hold off Superman for a while because people want to see Clark Kent. And I think that Clark will go up to Lex Luthor and ask him some questions, you know, as he's working for the Daily Planet, asking him uh, basically in an interview, seeing what's going on. And I think there'll be something that's said by Lex that makes him question him now maybe maybe it's something that somebody whispers into his ear and you know because he's superman he could hear that but there'll be something that makes clark kent suspicious of lex luther and his agenda for trying to rebuild the city and build and get the public on his side so he'll start investigating him which i think will lead to some kind of warehouse scene, all right? Lex Luthor will go into this warehouse and Clark will be watching, maybe as Superman, maybe just dressed as normal, and he's just watching to see what Lex Luthor is doing. And inside that warehouse, it'll be apparent that Lex Luthor has found kryptonite. All right, and I know, like, the, all of this is just my opinion. It's just what I think would be cool for a story, and I think what... Maybe some of the ideas, I'm not saying they're going to do this, you know, word for word, but I think that the idea of it will be there. So in this warehouse, they have kryptonite and they're trying to weaponize it. And as they're talking about it, Clark hears this and he hears that it, like maybe it'll do damage to the Kryptonian, the alien. And so he starts to move in. And I think as he starts to move in, Batman shows up. And maybe kick some butt or maybe he just listens and Clark sees him. But I think Clark will then at some point, whether Batman comes out of the warehouse after maybe taking these guys out or, you know, just getting some evidence. Batman. Uh, Batman. I found something. You found some. I found some. You found some something. Evidence. You found some evidence. I found evidence. You found some evidence over there. Here. Good. Someone left some evidence. We would have never found that evidence without you. I'll analyze it with science. Or whatever, Superman will confront Batman in an alley. Because all good fights start in an alley. And so he'll confront him and Batman somehow, I don't know, maybe he takes out Kryptonite. Maybe he takes that as evidence and he takes it out and uses it on Superman, but he'll have some way of kicking Superman's butt. So in this first meeting between Superman and Batman, and I don't think that Superman will even mean it as, uh, hey, you know, let's fight kind of a thing. Uh, that seems weird, uh, but more of like Batman will just right off the bat kick his butt. But, and as Clark Kent maybe is laying on the ground or as Superman is like laying on the ground and Batman is walking away, maybe he looks over and Superman uses his x-ray vision and sees that Batman is dun 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 Bruce Wayne. And so the next day, Clark Kent goes to the Wayne Manor and tries to get an interview. And what he says is about this partnership with Lex Luthor. And so he goes in and we'll probably see Jeremy Irons uh, open the door and take his coat and lead him in to go and talk to Ben Affleck or Batman and they'll be talking and then and then Clark Kent will just say hey let's cut the crap I know that you're Batman and I want to know what you know about Luther Corp and what they're doing I think Batman will then give like this lecture of look at what you did 
Look how sloppy you were. Look how many people died because of you. Because if you know anything about Batman, Batman is really, at his core, is all about life. He wants to save life. And so when he saw what happened in Man of Steel and all those thousands of people who died in Metropolis, he must have been so ticked that Superman was this sloppy and that he wasn't efficient like Batman is. It was Superman's first day really on the job and he had to fight uh, an army of Supermans. But still, Batman will say, you failed. And after this lecture, maybe Superman fights him for a little bit, but eventually comes around and uh, says, all right, let's find out what Lex Luthor is doing with this stuff, this kryptonite. From there, I think Lex Luthor will be at the forefront. And it'll be a lot about him and maybe talking to the public and talking about how Superman failed. And I think a lot of this will be like political uh, that he's trying to have people have a bad view of Superman. Like, he's not the hero that you think. Look at how many people died because of him. You know, everything was fine until Superman came along. And I th- I think at the forefront of that will be the thought of humanity using Superman like a crutch. So from there, there'll probably be a battle between Batman and Superman versus Lex Luthor and what I think will be Metallo. Um, if you're dealing with kryptonite, it makes sense, and you're talking about weaponizing it, uh, it makes sense to have Metallo come into the picture as maybe like the first, the prototype uh, of a soldier built to fight Superman. And so he'll fight Superman, Batman will fight Lex Luthor for a while, and maybe Batman loses. I know, uh, I know, but this is going to be a Man of Steel sequel in some way. Uh, whatever the name says, it will be a Man of Steel sequel, and Superman should be at the top. So Batman will probably lose, Superman will take out Metallo, and then he'll fight Lex Luthor in Lex Luthor's power suit. And I'm hoping, I'm hoping it's green and purple. (laughs) But I think a win, and then there'll be some formation of a Justice League. Uh, Batman will say, uh, you know, because Batman at this point is supposed to be kind of worn out, And he'll look at Superman and say, you know, like, we could be better. We need to be better. And let's let's work together. And so really, it's a story about Batman going from a loner, you know, a social outcast to being brought in and hanging out with the cool kid Superman. I'm just kidding. Now, the, the wild card in this is Wonder Woman. I have no idea how they're going to use Wonder Woman. Other than just meeting her. Like maybe Lex Luthor meets her at some kind of political party and that she's just introduced like in the slightest way there. I, I don't know. Uh, now, that's that's what I think will happen. Here is another theory. Now, if you read comics, you know that DC recently, about two years ago now, uh, redid their entire continuity uh, into what is called... The New 52. In the New 52, in Justice League, from the first story arc, there's there's a five-year gap. It kind of fast-forwards five years and just says, all this stuff happened, they became the Justice League, and then five years later, they started doing this other stuff. I think that Man of Steel 2 might do that. I think it's more likely that it's the theory that I just said, 
but it could be a five year in the future. And so maybe Superman already knows Wonder Woman and knows Batman. And you just have to find out that he knows them and maybe has a rough history and they kind of allude to that. And so it builds the fun of mystery and not knowing how they relate to each other and who else might be in this universe. They don't know. I'm really hoping they allude to Aquaman. That would be cool. That'd be really cool. I'm a huge Aquaman fan. And actually next episode, we'll be talking about Aquaman and his new 52 amazing story art. But that's what I think will happen with Man of Steel 2. Hit me up on Twitter and tell me what you think. Uh, if you have a theory, send me the, send me a link. I want to read it. I read all the theories that I can find. This is the one that I think will happen, but I know, I know I'm probably wrong. <laughs> it's just fun thinking about it. All right, from that, we move on to TV shows. Last episode, we talked about Arrow, and some big news came out this week. Uh, we already knew that Suicide Squad would be coming out sometime in the future on Arrow, but... It's coming sooner than we thought. March 19th, there's going to be an episode all about the Suicide Squad. And they've already released some pictures in the roster of the Suicide Squad. So at the forefront, we have Amanda Waller, uh, the director of Argus. And then along with her, there's Bronze Tiger, who's been in a lot of Season 2. Deadshot, who was in a lot of Season 1 and the premiere of Season 2. And then there's Shrapnel, who's a recent addition to Arrow. And then Diggle is going to be on the Suicide Squad. And to be honest, I was kind of like, what? Diggle? What is he doing? Uh, but he's going to be going on there uh, with his ex-wife, Lila. Right? And so Andrew Kaisberg, he came out and said this about Diggle being on uh, the Suicide Squad. He said, Dig was our way into Amanda Waller. And in this episode... Amanda comes to Dig and Lila, and she recruits Dig for a mission and tells him he's going to need a team, and she saddles him with the Suicide Squad. I'm so glad that they're doing this. It should be really fun, and I'm going to be looking forward to March 19th. And lastly, we have a possible casting for NBC's Constantine, the role of John Constantine, and that is to Welsh-born actor Matt Ryan from Criminal Minds and The Tudors. I haven't seen really anything that Matt Ryan is in, so I can't really comment on that. But what we can talk about is whether NBC's Constantine even has a chance. All right, uh, what we do know, the positives for this show are the people who are in charge. Dexter and the mentalist Daniel Cerrone will write the pilot, along with David S. Goyer, who will also be the executive producer for the show. And then we have Game of Thrones. Neil Marshall will direct that pilot. So those are some pretty big and influential names in Hollywood. So that's a positive. The negative is that it's on NBC. I'm sorry, but NBC has been the worst for these kinds of shows for anything sci-fi or comic books i'm sorry but nbc has been terrible at it ever since heroes heroes they did well for a little bit but then it got out of control and recently like when i think about constantine going to nbc i'm sorry but the only thing i can think of is oh no it's another cape it's another cape it's another cape 
John Constantine is a hard character to get right. Uh, because, yes, he is considered a good guy, but he's a bad guy. Now, I haven't seen Dexter because there's a lot of trash in it. And if you know me, you know that I am very conservative on what I view and what I listen to. And so I haven't seen Dexter. But I've heard that Dexter does a really good job of creating an interesting story centered on an antihero, which would be necessary for John Constantine because he is that. He's a hero, but he's a jerk. He's a hero, but he's a liar. He's a hero, but he's a murderer. I'm glad that they have the right creators, the right thinkers in charge of this. But just the fact that it's on NBC is a huge detriment to this show. I don't think NBC can get this show right. Uh, With all the magical elements, I feel like they're going to try to market it as a Once Upon a Time or that show Grimm, whatever the heck that is, looks terrible. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure about Constantine and whether it'll make it. I doubt it will. Now with Fox taking on Gotham, I can see that because they've done good cop shows. I can see Flash doing well on CW because... CW has done really well with superhero shows. NBC has not done well with heroes, and they've not done well with magical shows. They have a bad track record, and I don't think that Constantine will make it because of that. Even though it has the right people, and whether Matt Ryan does a great job in it or not, I'm not sure if it'll matter. Now, I love NBC for other things, like comedy, NBC does comedies really well. Obviously, The Office, Community, Parks and Rec, things like that. NBC has a niche. They they like comedies. They do some dramas well, but then they have shows like Revolution, which was such a great idea of a show, and they ruined it. And Heroes, they ruined it. NBC, I'm sorry, but sci-fi comic book stuff just doesn't do well. So I... I don't think Constantine will work. I'm still going to hope for it, and I will watch the premiere and gauge from there, but we'll see. That that's that should be like the theme of this show. With all these future things that are coming up, all these amazing movies, these comic book movies that are going to be coming out in TV shows, uh, the tagline of this show should just be, we'll see, <laughs> but whatever. So that brings another totally random show episode to a close. But don't worry, don't you fret, I'll be back. Like the Terminator, I will always be back. And when by Terminator, I mean Arnold Schwarzenegger. Somehow that guy will always be back to play that role. And just like him, I will be back next time to talk some more comics, to talk some more movies, to talk some more TV shows about just nerdy, random stuff, mostly involving superheroes. I can't help it. But until then, I need your help as we continue this podcast and as we continue to try to grow. Uh, You guys have done well. Uh, We've gotten into the top 200, so that is good. But I need more help. So if you have just been downloading these podcasts, and if that's how you are listening to this one today, please hit that subscribe button. You do not even know how much that helps me and helps this show. And then if you could rate and give us five stars and just tell us what you like about the show, 
That would be awesome. And like I said, I will read those on the air. And lastly, I want to talk to you guys. If you're listening to the show and you like it, I want to chat with you. I want to see how you're doing. I want to see what you like and maybe where we can make some improvements. So hit us up on Twitter at TRS Podcast or at my Twitter at Dean Lentini. Follow us, hit us up in a message, tweet at us, let us know what you like. Let us know what you're doing. Tell me what your favorite color is. I don't care. I want to talk to you guys and just tell you that I am so thankful for you listening to this podcast. I do it for you. I do it for the people. I do it for the people. That was, that was my bane. I don't know. I'll, I'll try another one. You merely adopted the darkness. I was born in it. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. See, tell me on Twitter. Did you like that? I don't know. I need to find out. All right. That's it. Join us next time when after proving my valor by jumping on a fake grenade, I get transformed into a super soldier who just wants to dance with someone. <laughs> <laughs>